All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Better late than never. Welcome. It's crazy. Yeah! Fucking Anton Lander. Let's go, baby. I really like the backup car. Let's go, baby. Bag milk. This is Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my face. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 69. Better late than never is so nice. Sexy. Better late than never is sexy. I heard word on the street is, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's happened before. But word on the street is if you listen to this podcast, you instantly, without question, become 85 sec- 85% sexier. That's just what I've heard. I've heard uh, the science does back it. You know, the science backs it. I'm just, these are the things that people tell me. These are the things that people tell me. And uh, you know what? I believe them. I believe them. Just like the folks at the audio department believe them. And that's why they're the title sponsor of this podcast. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. Book some studio time. Record that album you've always wanted to do. Record that spoken word poetry you've been writing down since you were in grade seven or the seventh grade for our American listeners. Anything you want to do, the audio department is a spot for your creativity, and I encourage you to go there right now. Are you on your way? Are you on your way to the audio department right now? Well, good, good. For the rest of you, 
Welcome to Better Late Than Never, episode 69. Nice. 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 Uh, lots to talk about this week, so we're just going to get to it. I'm not going to waste all your time just talking about 69-related shenanigans. What I want to start with, though, is I'm going to break a little news. Well, it's not broken. Like, Jay already said it on a different podcast. I'm just going to say it here. The marketing department, though, at Nation HQ, they asked me specifically not to say it today, but I'm going to say it anyway. I said it on the radio this morning on my hit on cruise. I'm going to say it again right now. The Oilers Nation 15th anniversary party is launching tomorrow. What does that mean? Well, on March 18th at the Pint downtown, we will be throwing a 15th birthday party for OilersNation.com, the likes of which you've never seen. There's a viewing party. There are prizes. We're going to be raising money for free play for kids. There's going to be a lot to do, including a little rumor. And again, I see in my notes, it says, do not talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. There is a rumor that some of the nation's staff will be taking their pro serve course and slinging drinks behind the bar. You want to get a beer from Tyler? You might be able to do it, provided that he is able to pass a short exam, allowing him to do so. But if he doesn't, well, then you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to get a beer from one of the Pint's many talented servers. But if you want one from Tyler, it could happen. March 18th, that's a Saturday. And yes, I know that is the day after St. Patrick's Day. Yes, I know that you're probably going to spend your Friday night getting after it. But I beg of you to look at your schedule and circle March 18th on your calendar. We are going to have a great time at the Pint downtown. There's a lot of stories to be had, a lot of stories to be told. We are going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff given that it is our 15th birthday party. Can you believe it? Sad since 07 seems like so long ago, you know? That was one of the first t-shirts I ever came up for, came up with for this company. If you've been along, around long enough, you probably have seen those baseball tees and they just said sad since 07 on the front of them. Sold a ton of them. Your boy came up with that design. And it was a good one. It was a good one. Wild how 15 years can just evaporate in a flash like that, you know? I'll have an article coming up on OilersNation.com tomorrow about it. We're going to launch it. NationGear.ca, that's where you'll be able to buy the tickets. I promise you, you're going to have a good time. It's going to sell out, though. So one thing I will say, just as we're starting this podcast off, this is absolutely, without question, hands down, no shitting, going to sell out. And if you want to come, if you want to join us, I encourage you to do so, because we're going to have a great time together. We're going to have a great day together at the Pint. Make sure you get a ticket early. Make sure you lock in that date on your calendar because I promise you're going to want to be there. We've got giveaways, we've got raffles, we've got uh, charity initiatives, we've got a game to watch. It's pretty amazing, really. It's pretty amazing to think about after 15 years and as I'm looking at the back end of OilersNation.com right now, twenty over 21,600 articles have been written on OilersNation.com. That's a lot of fucking articles. That's 15 years of work right there. That is a body of work that anybody would be proud of. So I'm really, really looking forward to this party. I have uh, promised the marketing team, I've promised the events staff that I will not hide in a corner for this one, though I probably will hide in a corner for this one. So come on out. Make me uncomfortable. You're invited. You're personally invited to make me uncomfortable by having a normal conversation that any random normal person would have. I'm just a weirdo, you know? You know that. That's why I'm doing a podcast by myself in my basement. Frank, thoughts? Frank left the room. 
He was on his bed beside me and he left the room. But away she goes. Normally in this part of the podcast, I would also tell you about the latest episode of Milf Manor, but you know what? Didn't happen this week. Why? Fucking Super Bowl. Listen, we had to watch an Oilers game at 10.30 a.m., a brutal, a terrible, an awful loss to the Montreal Canadiens, one that just hurt my feelings and my heart watching it. And I get it, you know, the Oilers were on a hell of a run. They hadn't lost in regulation in over a month, and they're bound to happen. And it seems like these streaks always happen against a shitty team, or these streaks always end against a shitty team, I should say. But that one was painful. And then you go, you watch the Super Bowl, you see the Chiefs come back, they beat the Eagles, there was that holding call right towards the end of the game. I'm not a big football guy, but I thought that holding call was like, man, it kind of killed the drama there. It was holding, no doubt. Kind of killed the drama. I want the drama. Riri, great. But like, we were talking about this on Real Life on Monday. Personally, I preferred last year's Super Bowl halftime show with, you know, Dr. Dre and Snoop and Eminem, Adol, Kendrick Lamar, Vidi. I preferred that one. This one, though, I love Rihanna. Like, what this showed me is that she had no guest spots and just endless jams, countless jams, all the jams. I had a great time with it. What I did not have a good time with, though, Super Bowl wrapped up. I flip over to TLC expecting to see Milf Manor on my calendar, on my schedule, my regularly scheduled programming. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. I mean, I get it. That's not to say I wasn't disappointed. It's just like watching an Oilers game at 10.30 a.m. I didn't really want to do it. I understand that's my job, so I did it. But 10.30 a.m., I want to be going out for breakfast, you know? I don't want to watch a hockey game. And then as I'm looking, I'm saying that right now. The Oilers have actually four more matinees coming in this season, including a 1 p.m. start in Colorado on Sunday. But next weekend, they play at 10.30 a.m. again in, in, against Columbus. Like, what the fuck? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of it. I don't like matinees. I don't like them. I do like getting my work done early in the day, but, you know. Anyway, as I was mentioning, heartbreak, be thy name, because I was just bummed out that I didn't get to watch Milf Manor, you know? Only It's only game. Why you have to be mad? I was mad because I wanted to watch Milfs and Sons get into shenanigans and talk about eating ass and getting pink eye, you know? But no, the Super Bowl just takes over everything. I find it amazing, actually, now that I'm just kind of ranting about this, that no matter what you've got going on in your life, if the Super Bowl coincides with that same day, you're fucked. Nobody showed live shows. Everything was just be like, nah, Super Bowl week. We'll see you next week. And I get it. It's the most watched program really on earth or something like that. I don't know if the numbers to back that up. But uh, you're going to have to wait till next week to uh, get back to your normal MILF Manor-related programming. And I want to say also that in my DMs, my DMs are open, by the way. Just slide on in as you feel, as you see fit. If there, I've turned a lot of people on to MILF Manor, and I, I, I feel no shame about it. It's a great show, including my boy Tyler. He's watching it now with his missus. It's a great show. I'm sad it was missing. I felt like my Sunday, there was a hole in my heart. But maybe the news can fill it. I think it can. The news is brought to you by Cattail Crossing Blades of Steel Pond Hockey Tournament. Blades of Steel 3-on-3 Pond Hockey Tournament hosted by Cattail Crossing Golf and Winter Club presented by the Sticks Together Foundation. That's running this weekend out in St. Albert, February 18th and 19th. I encourage you all to get out there. 
Go check it out. Bring the kids. This is a family event. It's fun for all ages. You're too late, though. Did you listen to me last week when I said, listen, you got to get a team in? The deadline was February 14th. You got to get a team in. You didn't, did you? Oh, you did? You're smart and handsome and talented and athletic. Good for you. Good for you. This weekend, the three-on-three tournament, again, the Blades of Steel three-on-three pond hockey tournament is going on at Cattail Crossing. There's $10,000 in cash prizes. You're going to see some NHL alumni out there. The winning team is also going to be giving a donation to the charity of their choice. Go check them out at Cattail Golf, at Cattail Golf. If you're going out there this weekend, take some pictures, snap us, tag us in them at OilersNation.com on Instagram or at OilersNation on Twitter. Tag us. I want to see what you're up to. I want to see what your skills look like. Looking into the news, though, we're going to start off with a look at the schedule. We're going to look at what happened. We're going to look at what's coming, and we're going to get all into it. But first, what's happened since the last podcast? That was me rewinding time. So last Wednesday, I recorded, right? Of course, as I do, it's Wednesday. Weird finish to the week. <clears throat> the Oilers finished 1-1-1 one, one, and one since the last podcast. There was a shootout loss to Philadelphia. Carter Hart stood on his head. Oilers didn't ultimately play that well. They bounced back on Saturday against the Ottawa Senators with a 6-3 win. We were all having a good time. Evander Kane fought Brady Kachuk. We were cheering. We were laughing. We were fist pumping with joy. And then, as I mentioned, on the 12th, that was Sunday, a 6-2 loss in Montreal. Just a really disappointing effort. It was like the boys were already celebrating the Super Bowl, despite the game not starting for hours afterward, you know? It was like they're so excited about wings and mac and cheese and, you know, rice crackers. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck pro athletes eat at a Super Bowl party. It was like they were already checked out for that. So what we need from them tonight against the Detroit Red Wings, the second matchup in eight days against the wings is just a bounce back effort we need the Oilers to play like they can play i'm not going to get into too many details tonight about the detroit red wings other than to say it's going to be a 4-2 win because by the time you listen to this podcast game's probably over how did i do in my 4-2 win prediction good did i nail it of course i did what i'm expecting from this game though and i hope when i listen back to this tomorrow to get some clips for liam to make that we're talking about a game where the oilers were engaged I thought against Montreal on Sunday, they were not overly engaged. They looked like they were going through the motions, and that happens sometimes. I get it. They were playing their third their third game in four nights, four days, whatever you want to call it with the matinees. They just weren't sharp. They can play better. It was one of those games where the only thing to do is really to flush it. Thank you, back here. What are you doing back there? Hey, if you're going to come over here and you're going to snoop around in my office, get on mic. The Frank mic is set up, but again, he's not going into it. Um, so against the Detroit Red Wings tonight, they just need to play the way they can. We're going to be fine. Up until the next episode, however, you got Detroit, uh, Detroit tonight, the rematch. That's a 4-2 win. Guaranteed lock that in. And then on Friday, they've got the New York Rangers at 7 o'clock. As I mentioned earlier, the 1 p.m. start against Colorado on Sunday. And then Tuesday, they are back home against Philly at 7 o'clock. So you got... Bah. Two matchups against Detroit in just over a week. Two matchups against Philly in just under two weeks. So that'll that's the schedule that was and the schedule going forward until the next episode. But of course, the only thing that anybody ever wants to talk about is silly season. Right now, we are in the midst of silly season. And this is basically what everyone sounds like to me all the time right now. 
they're all cheering for the rumors, or they're also like. <laughs> it's both evenly spread. Some people are excited about the names that are being tied to the Oilers. Other people go, "What the fuck, man!" But that's the beauty of silly season. You know, you get into these weird rumors. You get into this weird zone of rumors, and we run with it. We get excited. I try to keep my highs and my lows relatively even around this time of the season, but it's hard not to get excited about some of the stuff that's happening right now. Eric Carlson? Eric Carlson as an oiler. Yeah! Could it actually happen? Let's go, baby! I don't know what the likelihood of an Eric Carlson trade is, but the way I'm looking at it is I'm kind of treating it like a a lottery ticket. You know when you buy a lottery ticket and then you just kind of have that five, ten minutes where you zone out into your own mind about what you're going to do with the money you won. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to buy a mansion on the beach and I'm going to race Shetland ponies and my tiny horse friends are going to be roaming free along the countryside while I dine on the beach in front of my mansion. Hmm, it'll be lovely. That's kind of what the Eric Carlson rumors remind me of right now. I love the idea of Eric Carlson playing with the Oilers. I can see it in my brain, him picking up the puck behind the net, ripping a dart of a pass all the way up to Connor McDavid. He flies in and scores with a deke that only Connor can pull off. Whoo! Sexy, isn't it? But then you dig into the details, and it's hard to see how this works. It's hard to see how the Oilers are going to make this one stick. Because I talked to Frank Saravalli about it, and he said they are indeed interested, but... Like he said on Oilers Nation every day today with Tyler Remchuk, he just he can't see it happening. How does the math work? Besides the risk that the Oilers would have in taking on Eric Carlson, remember, this is a bounce-back season for Carlson, the likes of which we haven't seen in a while. Not from him, anyway. Our boy has also been injured a little bit over the last handful of years, so what are you getting? Like right now, Eric Carlson's on pace for 100 points. Are you getting that next year? That's the gamble, especially with the cost of acquisition. Like, Stoffer floated a trade, and I don't have it in front of me. I wish I did, but it was like a first and Borgo and uh, Bouchard and some other pieces and Barry. I'm like, oh my God, that's way too much. That's way too much. But then at the same point, yeah, you know, yeah, sometimes you got to spend, sometimes you got to roll the dice. Sometimes you got to get a little weird with these trade scenarios and try to make something land, you know? But again, Frank Cervalli today on Oilers Nation Every Day with Tyler Ramchak kind of put some water on that fire that was heating up, you know? Pulled some cold water on it. Personally, I think Frank just hates that we're having fun. That's not true. He doesn't. He's just saying what he knows. But if Eric Carlson doesn't tickle your fancy, what about Patrick Kane? Again, he is another person sort of tied to the Oilers. Yesterday at dailyfaceoff.com, my boy Frank wrote a couple of interesting trade articles. And the one I want to dive into is he did like a swipe left, swipe right thing on various trade targets. So if you've been paying attention to Daily Faceoff at all over the last couple of weeks, you know that Frank's got trade targets coming up all over the place. You've got... But in this instance, specifically, Patrick Kane has been tied to the Edmonton Oilers. And I'm just going to read Tyler. Tyler's on my brain. I'm going to read Frank's idea, and then I'm going to get your thoughts. I mean, I'm here talking to myself. 
So I'll get your thoughts via social after you listen to the podcast. But to Edmonton, Patrick Kane. To Chicago, Xavier Borgo, yes, a Pooley a 2023 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick that goes to a third party broker that is going to maintain a little bit of that cap hit. So basically what the Oilers are giving up is Borgo, Pooley is going to be gone anyway, a 2023 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick to the third party team like in Arizona or whatever, who's going to take a little bit of money off this deal. The biggest piece in this well, there's two bigger pieces. Xavier Borgo, depends how high you are on that kid. I'm very high on him, so I would be bummed out to see him go. Super pumped to get Patrick Kane, though. And then, yes, a pull the RV. Obviously, that's going to hurt some people, but I just don't think he's going to be here anyway. The fact that I'm recording another episode of this podcast and he's still on the Oilers lineup, at least as of 3.42 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, is a little bit surprising. But back to Patrick Kane. This is what Frank writes. Imagine, for one second, the creativity and pure skill on display in oil country. Mm, yes, I will. Frank, I will. Plug Showtime onto the right side of either Connor McDavid or Leon Draisaitl. Wind him up and watch him go. Many believe Edmonton is in the market for a defender on the back end, but if there's one area of need up front for this uber-talented Oilers group, it is on the right wing. And if Kane would allow them to push the envelope in the playoffs to try and blow away the competition on the scoreboard, it would flip the traditional playoff build on heavy, hard hockey on its head. Why not? McDavid and Draisaitl almost single-handedly won them two rounds last year. They did win two rounds last year. Almost three rounds. The New York, with New York out of the picture, of course, they picked up Tarasenko last week. Kane will be forced to consider new realities and destinations, and he can get the dirt from former teammate and Norris Trophy winner Duncan Keith. When you begin to examine the possibility, it starts to make sense, a whole lot of sense. There's plenty of room for two Canes in the Edmonton lineup. Whoo, mama! We talked about this on Oilers Nation radio yesterday, and this is a rumor that's spicy. He's so spicy. I like it. Again, kind of like the Eric Carlson rumor. This is a lottery ticket for me that I'm keeping in my pocket, though this one is more of a $2 pick'em as opposed to the $10 one that is Eric Carlson because Patrick Kane is on an expiring contact, so, a contract, so that just tells me that it's more likely to happen. But as Frank mentioned in his note, it's going to take some return to get him there, and yes, Apuliarvi is still on the lineup as I'm recording this. Today on Oilers Nation, every day again, Frank reiterated what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is that the Oilers would probably pull the trigger on a trade if they wanted to. I don't have the exact quote up in front of me, but Zach wrote about it at Oilers Nation today. Zach wrote about it at Oilers Nation today. So there's different ways to get the job done. Could Yesapuliarvi potentially be the cap dump, quote unquote, in a Patrick Kane trade? Maybe. Maybe, but the fact that we're still talking about him here in Edmonton as an oiler and Kyler Yamamoto is still not activated from the LTIR despite him running around in practice, banging around with Brett Kulak. I don't know, man. I don't know. So far, the only move we've got is Devin Shore waiver wire yo-yo over the last couple of days. He's on waiver. He's going out to Bakersfield. He's not on waiver. He's back up in Edmonton. He's going back to Bakersfield. And he's coming back to Edmonton. Poor guy, man. I hope he gets some points on these frequent flyer trips that he's got. How does that work anyway? Do you got to pay that and then expense it to the Oilers? Do they buy that tickets for you? I have no idea. But he's the only movement that's been made so far. And over at Puckpedia, the folks over there say the Oilers now have $1.975 million in cap space. This is with... Hey, man. What are you doing? What are you doing down there? Don't be digging in there. There's electronics down there, playboy. If you are, get on mic. Come on. You know the rules. Um... 
back to the tweet. The Oilers now have $1.975 million of cap space to, cl- to activate Yamamoto at 3.1 from the LTIR. They need to clear $1.125 million. This can be done by A, making a trade. Two, sending down two waiver-exempt players. Three, waiving and the next day sending down one player with a cap hit of $1.125 million. So the cap dancing continues here in Edmonton and whether or not we're going to get any movement over the next day or so I'm just I mean you heard me out of the Jasper tournament I said it I'm like the Oilers have something locked in for yes Pugliarvi whenever Kyler Yamamoto comes off the LTIR and they're just kicking that can down the road down the road down the road I was positive Yamamoto was going to play against uh the Senators or the or the Habs on the weekend he didn't he did not here we are we're sitting here Two weeks after I first reported what I had heard about Kyler Yamamoto and Yesapuli Arvey, that we're still here. We're still here. Doesn't look like it's changing either. This Yesapuli Arvey movement delay has got to be frustrating for the player, given how everyone is talking about it, right? It's got to be. I mean, he wants, or I don't know what he wants. I have no idea what he wants. He needs a fresh start. The Oilers clearly have been trying to move him for a while now. What's the holdup? It's like everybody's afraid to rip the Band-Aid. Everybody. I'm just, I'm looking forward to a little bit of chaos happening. That's what I want. That's what I'm here for. I want to record an emergency podcast because it's been a while since I've done so. You know? Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Either way, here we are. Day after Valentine's Day and... For the love of Gord, yes, Apuliarvi is still in Edmonton, or I'm happy about it as long as he's playing. <laughs> Kyler Yamamoto, he's still in the LTIR. Maybe things going to change? I don't know. Maybe we get Eric Carlson and Patrick Kane and Ryan O'Reilly and Gustav Nyquist and, and, and Sam Lafferty, too. Sam Lafferty is another guy from the Chicago Blackhawks that have been tied to the Oilers a little bit. He is a bottom six guy. He's not going to do a whole lot to upgrade the overall team in terms of, you know, scoring, blah, blah, blah. But what he's going to do is going to add some speed into the lineup and onto the PK and a little bit of physicality. I heard that Sam Lafferty is another player that the Oilers are targeting, but right now they got bigger fish to fry. He could be had for a draft pick. That's what I've heard. Take that as you wish. Lastly, in the news, we're going to wrap it up for our friends at Cattail Crossing with a very important moment this past week. DaBaby, the rapper, he released a new song for Yeah, Come On. By the way, that song sucks. Me and Tyler were talking about this on ONR yesterday. It's not a great song. DaBaby fell off. He had those jam after jam after jam. If you listen to his album Kirk, there ain't no skips on Kirk. Anyway, it's been a minute. But what I was excited about was watching the video and seeing him wearing a Gretzky jersey. I know there's some people on our Instagram going, he's wearing a Connor jersey, but no, no, no. You can't get those details past your old pal bag milk friends. No, no, no. That was a Gretzky jersey. So shout out to DeBaby for knowing that the best looking jerseys in the NHL are the Oilers blue and orange. He looked great. He looked great. I would have got a Connor jersey instead of a Gretzky jersey. Be a little bit more current, but Gretzky jersey never goes out of style, you know? Never, ever, ever. That wraps up the news for our friends at Cattail Crossing. The news! I'm Bag Milk. Wednesday, February 15th. You are up to date. 
In the words of the Pet Shop Boys, I've got the brains, you have the looks. Listen to Better Late Than Never. For my friends at Betway, time to talk a little betting. I'll just admit it. I have not been doing very well recently. And I don't know, what's the opposite of a cash register? Maybe this one. That's basically been my betting account waiting to be replenished with winnings as opposed to losings, which I've done more of than winning recently. But today, I ain't no quitter. Today, I've got four bets lined up for the Oilers game against the Detroit Red Wings. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, which would be Thursday, let me know what I did. Hit me up on Twitter at JSBMBagMilk or on Instagram at Hi, my name is BagMilk. You'd be like, BagMilk, you rule, man. You went four for four on your bets last night. You called it like it is. We're all dancing in cash. Frank, what are you doing, man? Get out of it. Get on mic. Why can I never get you on mic? It's just, again, if you don't, if you miss the Frank's, the Frank mic, it's on the floor right next to his bed that's in my office, and he goes up to it all the time, and he does no ruffling, no, like, nothing. I'll get him. I'll get him one day. Uh, back to the bets for our friends at Betway, provided that you are of legal betting age and gamble responsibly, by the way. These are just things that I plan on just, you know, I can afford this. I just throw it away. That's how I bet. I mean, I hope to win, but when I put the money in, I just imagine that it's gone. It's gone, you know? Again, I'm hoping to win. That's the point of the whole bit. But today, I promise you I'm going to win. Well, again, we'll see what happens. Ryan Nugent Hopkins over two and a half shots at plus 105. That's going to easily double. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, that one's an inconsistent one, but I was chasing the juice a little bit on my player prop today. I didn't want to get too aggressive, and normally I would bet on Zach Hyman here, but he had minus odds, so I didn't want to do that. So the easy money one is I've got total shots over 62.5 today, and I kind of wish I did not bet that after listening to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler because he was talking about how the the Red Wings remix, they've just been struggling to get shots on goal. So I need 62 and a half. So the others are probably gonna have to do some heavy lifting here today. But at the same point, we're talking about 32 shots to each side. Come on, man. Come on, man. And then on the risky business side of the bet, I've got the Oilers to win. That's just a money line play. Over six and a half total goals and McDavid to score. That's a plus 255 bucks turns into 1750. Come on. That is easy money. I'm gonna take it. I want it. I'm gonna get it. Maybe. Anyway, there's the uh, betting segment on the podcast for my friends at Betway. Now i got to find a bumper. Again, I haven't ordered the Rodecaster yet, but I'm, the more I struggle with my soundboard and trying to find things, the more it just pushes me towards getting it. Better late than never with back milk. Yep. You know you want to do it. Just leave a review. Tell your friend. Let's just do it. Spread the word. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For the fine folks at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the Righteous Sack beating, of course. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provo's, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac LaBiche, and others as customers require. Fishing tools, rental tools, coil tools, drilling tools. I got all the tools. Check them out at trilogyrentals.ca. And what bothers me this week, and it does every year, 
and I didn't get caught with it this year, but it still annoys me anyway, is these fake insider accounts on social media that post fake trades just to try and get a rise out of people and fool people, or I don't really know what the whole goal of these are, if I'm being honest. I just, I don't know what the point of them are. Either you're a kid, like that's what I imagine, right? Like they're just a bunch of teenagers with a bunch of time on their hands or hanging out at home and they've got, they want, they've got some fuckery on their minds. So they start up a fake Frank Saravalli account and they tweet that Sidney Crosby has been traded to the Washington Capitals for, you know, whatever. Normally they're not that obvious, more likely the, some of them are just more likely to happen. But what bothers me is that I love silly season. I love this time of year because there's rumors and then there's hope. And then there's these ideas that teams can do X, Y, Z to improve ahead of a playoff push. And I fucking love it, man. Even as an Oilers fan where I know that generally speaking, we're not going to get the big name. That's not really how it's gone around here, though. Again, listen, we're tied to Carlson and Patrick Kane right now. That is ridiculous fun. But my point here is that it's fun to be hopeful during this time of year, and it's fun to get mad, and it's fun to see other teams that you despise making trades and complaining about that with your buddies. I love silly season. There's two silly seasons in the year that I get excited about. One's leading up to the trade deadline. One's leading up to free agency. There's a handful of weeks in there when it's just total shenanigans in terms of speculation, and I fucking love it. But these morons, these losers, these dummies with the fake insider accounts that'll be like, oh, I got a tweet and I fooled a bunch of people with this ha 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 ha. I don't get it. I don't understand what the point of it is. I don't understand what we're doing here. I don't understand why you waste any time doing that. Just grow your own following, man. Maybe you too can break a trade like a Frank Saravalli one day. But I'll tell you one thing. If you're pretending to be him, it's pretty fucking sad, really. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Got a couple of, oh, actually, I got a guest righteous sack beating this week from Rusty the Reckless Optimist. So let's get after it. Rusty, what is annoying you this weekend, sir? All right, BM, I got a righteous sack beating for you. Hit me. Um, Can we please stop criticizing Darnell Nurse because of his contract. It drives... That is one thing that I never really understand about sports fans. Myself included. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else here. I've done it before. I've done it plenty of times, and I'll probably continue to do so down the line. We get really hung up on contracts, huh? Like, if you're telling me somebody was going to slide over a contract, maybe... Here's here's where I'll put it. I'll just refer to my own job. I have a great season of content making at OilersNation.com. I write a ton of articles. I make more podcasts than ever. I create more graphics than ever. The social followings are growing faster than ever. And Jay walks into my office at HQ and he goes, Bag Milk, here's a fresh new contract for you. Major lift, bro. 100% pay raise increase. What do you think about that, playboy? And all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, whoa, wee, whoa. I'm very excited about this pay raise, sir. I'm going to sign this document as quickly as possible, and I'm going to continue on with my life. That's what I would do. And I think it's interesting that people pretend like they wouldn't also do that. So when it comes to Darnell Nurse, yeah, man, he's going to fuck things up. But he's also the Oilers' best defender by a sizable margin. So... You just kind of got to take it, don't you? Sorry, Rusty, I cut off your whole shtick here. Me absolutely bonkers. Yes, he makes mistakes. 
but it's not his fault that he was offered a $9.25 million contract. Like, I would have signed that. That's all I'm Can doing. we stop trying to trade him at every opportunity? First off, he has a no-movement clause, so he's not going to get traded. By the way, anybody who says Darnell Nurse is going to get traded, just, like, stop. Again, that's kind of almost like it's the same waste of time as the fake insider accounts to me because Darnell Nurse isn't going anywhere. He's just not. He's just not. Second off, he's a very valuable part of this team. He's our number one D-man right now. Like, there is no way the Oilers are in the spot that they're in in the standings without Darnell Nurse. So, please, for the love of all that is good and holy, stop criticizing him. It drives me absolutely nuts. And I thought we were trying to get rid of this whipping boy culture and just Oilers fans everywhere just need to chill. Thanks. I don't, so I agree with Rusty entirely. The only thing that I don't agree with is I don't think there's anybody above criticizing, like criticize all you want, but the ridiculousness of saying trade nurse because he makes more money than you want him to is, is just, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Think about it this way. You're team X and you look at a player Y who's overpaid. Why would that team want him? And again, he's our best defenseman. Like, we're not talking about a slouch here. We're talking about a guy who made bank off a huge year in the All-Canadian Division. That's Ken Holland's fault. If you want to criticize anybody for this deal, it is Ken Holland. Rusty, you had a part two on this here, RSB. What do you got? All right. Sorry, I'm still a little fired up about this Darnell Nurse thing. Hmm. Um, He's here for the long haul, whether you like it or not. If you really hate him that much, Please just stop watching. Just go away. May may I interest you in badminton? <laughs> I don't know how much badminton players make, but probably not enough. Nobody gives a shit what you have to say about him, okay? I do, Rusty. I give a shit what you have to say about him right now. That's why you're on my podcast as a guest, righteous sack-beating host. What do you say about that, Rusty? I flipped it on you. I flipped it right on your head. Like, it's just... I just don't understand how some people just criticize one person so badly. They just focus on every mistake he makes. They focus on every tiny little detail of the bad things that he does and completely ignore all of the fantastic plays that he makes throughout the game. Tyler pointed that out yesterday on Oilers Nation every day, I think, or maybe been Oilers Nation radio. I don't remember. He does a lot of content where he was just like, take out a pen and paper and just do tally marks every time Darnell Nurse uses a stick to break up a play. It's more than you think. I promise you that if you go through the exercises, it's more than you think. Like, he is an elite athlete. He is a very, very, very good defenseman. And he's here, and I'm glad he's here, and I'm glad that he's an Oiler. Like, He's going to be a big part of this cup run coming in the spring. And keep your receipts, everybody, because I'm telling you right now, (laughs) he's going to be a massive part of this cup run. Rusty checking in is a big fan of Darnell Nurse, and that is why we have the guest spots on the Righteous Act Beating, brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. This is Captain Felton in Vancouver with your Fairweather fan report. Canucks have blown three straight games with multi-goal leads, so quads in the fan base can suck hard for Bedard. Back to you, Bag Milk. Thank you, Captain. 
Always appreciate your input, sir. <laughs> Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is an exciting day. This is a very exciting day. I have got a brand new sponsor for the voicemail. This is exciting. South Island Pie Co. You might have seen some of our stuff on social media this past week about South Island Pie Co. You might have heard us talking about it on the Real Life Podcast, but your boy Bag Milk has also secured the pie bag. Let me tell you something. I had my first South Island Pie Co. It was their limited edition Donair meat pie the other day. And I would walk all over my family to get another one of those. I would bulldoze them just to get another meat pie. I would charge the front of the line like I'm at a Travis Scott concert to get another meat pie like this. And I want you to know a little bit more about them as well because it's a really cool story. So Jamie, who is the founder and of South Island Pie Co., he is from New Zealand. And if you know anything about Australians and New Zealanders or uh, and Kiwis and New Zealanders, they love meat pies. And it's one thing that I wish we had more of in this city and in our country is just a legit meat pie option. Like they're everywhere. They are everywhere. And the thing that I love most about it is Jamie's story. So he left New Zealand to travel the world and fell in love with Canada. Felt homesick, as a lot of people do. I was lucky enough to travel a lot. So I know what it's like to be on the road and homesick. So he had this dream where a giant grass monster, yes, I'm telling you his dream. This is written on my sheet right now. That a giant grass monster, that was also him. So he is looking up at him, who is the giant grass monster. Bah. And the monster told him to make meat pies. Jamie didn't want to wait for the taste of home, so he made some using some old family recipe. Why are they different than a Canadian pot pie? It's because they are. It's because they are. They're they also, as I mentioned, they've got the limited edition donair pie. Fucking ruled. Man, I would eat 10,000 of those. Put 10,000 of them in front of me. I will build a fort. No doors or windows, and I'm eating my way out. 
Visit the website southislandpie.ca or visit in-store or get delivery to your door via uprootfoodstore.ca. So southislandpie.ca, that's a website for them. Or you can get it delivered to your house at uprootfoodstore.ca. Welcome to South Island Pie Co. Probably going to have Jamie on this podcast here. Go check out the video he put on his website. It's awesome. Again, that is southislandpie.ca. Check it in on the voicemail. Again, we want to thank them. Let's kick it off. The South Island Pie Co. voicemail. Here's number one. Hello, it's me. Antoine Lander, fuck you too. <laughs> fuck you and your very hurtful intro. <laughs> well, uh, Anton Lander, not a fan of his place in the intro. Sir Bear Brat, what do you think? Might be time to redo the intro, take the fucking Anton Lander out, or we leave it in. We'll see. Next up in the South Island Pie Co. voicemail, Tristan, who is sadly in Calgary. It's Tristan out from Calgary. I'm just calling in because I just was listening to your podcast from last week and I heard you mention that you bet on the Oilers to beat Detroit and also the Lightning to win. That was the first game I had ever bet on a parlay and I have never been so disappointed to watch a 3-1 lead evaporate. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know you recovered, but I sure didn't. Have a good night. Tristan, let me tell you. Sometimes you dial in a parlay. And you're like, this baby is going to be dialed in. This is free money. I might as well go spend it right now before it even hits my account. Well, sometimes you have one of those babies locked in and they fucking bamboozle you. They bamboozle you. So don't give up on the parlay dream, my friend. Though, I would beg you to recognize that they hurt sometimes. They hurt sometimes. Tonight, I actually got a parlay. So I got Edmonton over Detroit on the money line. I've got Toronto over Chicago on the money line. And I've got Buffalo over Anaheim on the money line as well. $5 return into thirteen oh five. That's my friends at Batway. But that's a three-leg parlay. There's a lot of things that need to go right for me to win that thirteen oh five, And uh, that's where it gets tricky. That's where it gets a little bit of risky business, you know? A little bit of risky business. Ben, what say you? In the voicemail. It happened again? Huh? How's that work? How's that work? How's that work? Look, I get probably goalie interference. I don't know. But I feel like When did you leave this vo- when do you leave this voicemail, Ben? Let me see if there's a date on this thing. I don't know when this came in. It's like it's one of those ones where he's he's talking about goalie interference and I imagine Zach Hyman was involved, but I just don't specifically remember which instance. They just they've happened so many times. My boy Reed Wilkins says five goals disallowed for Zach Hyman on goalie interference this year. It's like what the fuck? Player wouldn't have how many is that? Five? Five called back goals. Five. Five called back goals in a season. Mm. No, not like two seasons, three seasons. That's why Tyler made that great meme of uh, Zach Hyman. He would win the Rocket Richard, provided he didn't have goals called back. He wouldn't, but he would be right up there in the mix with the top goal scorers in the league. I'll tell you that much. Four seasons, five. Okay, sorry about that quick rant. Um, I, uh, listen, I know it's Philadelphia. Everyone can win. Oh, I see. And... I also So Ben is leaving that voicemail. Either he left that on the 9th of February, which is six days ago, or on the 10th. I don't know. What time do you go to bed, Ben? You're a young man. 
ooh, you're probably doing weird shit in your bedroom too, hey? Like, oh, I'm going to bed, mom and dad, but like, I'm actually staying up until three in the morning playing my Nintendo Switch under the covers or something. That's what I'd be doing. I know that people are overblowing this a bit. We got a point. As of right now, we're tied for third. Ben, I'm going to cut you off just because that game's a little bit old, so we're going to move it along, all right? We're going to move it along to your second voicemail. So here's Ben, round two. Bully Army score! Let's go! <laughs> Woo! Floor three! Baby! I don't... Uh, I'm in the middle of the game, so I don't know if his <laughs> thing shot won it. Ooh, that it was did. Close. It uh, did. It did, Ben. Jessa Pugliarvi's goal did win the game on Saturday against Ottawa. <laughs> it did. It did. I appreciate you leaving me a mid-game message as well. So, yeah. That's good because I'm a huge Pugliarvi fan. Well, I hope you're a fan of him in a different jersey. I got a feeling it's coming, Ben. I apologize. Uh, he's my favorite player. I actually- ah, that's a tough one. We have a reverse retro jersey of him. Ah. I feel for you, man. I feel for you. Podcast confession? Okay, I'll do it. Podcast confessions. When I was a little kid, one of my very favorite first, one of my first very favorite NHL players was Pavel Burry, and he played for the Vancouver Canucks. So as a result, I loved the Oilers because my dad used to take me to games, but I also liked the Vancouver Canucks because my favorite player played there. And when you're young and you don't know any better, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. So Pavel Bure, favorite player, he had back-to-back 62 goal seasons or 60-plus goal seasons, and I was enamored. I had a jersey, the whole thing. I tried to model my own playing style after Pavel Bure's. Obviously, I didn't make the NHL. I'm not very good. But my point here is, <clears throat> when he was traded to the Florida Panthers, I looked at it and go, you know what? I don't really like the Canucks very much at all. I just like that one player. So I'm going to go cheer for him in uh, in Florida. And he was fun to watch in Florida too. So if you truly love, yes, Pulley RV Ben, make sure to support him wherever he goes. Back to you. So that's great. And see you, Bag Milk. See you, pal. Next message coming in anonymously on February 11th. Good afternoon. Oh, it's the donkey. Been a while. Ladies and Oh, hello, where's the donkey? We're going to start it over. We're going to give the donkey the respect he deserves. Hang on, donkey. Hang on. We're going to give you the respect you deserve, pal. You are an OG on this podcast. Here you are. Without further ado or interruption from me, Donkey Volley. Good afternoon. It's been a while, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Second, in the donkey... ASMR. It's the hot time. <laughs> Here we go. It's running cold. Are you peeing? Listen to it warming up. Dirty, dirty people. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Fuck, I love Doggy Volley. I don't know what's going on with you, man, but I love it. I don't know. Like, I missed part of it. <laughs> I was zoned into what you were doing, and then I just heard peeing, peeing sounds, maybe. <laughs> just, we're doing ASMR. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, I don't get people that listen to ASMR. In fact, if I did a podcast where I just talked like this the whole time, I'd be really annoyed with myself. 
Welcome back, Donkey Volley. I missed you. <laughs> That's the donkey sneezing. Good lord, what an absolute disgrace. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. You know what? One more time. <laughs> That's the donkey sneezing. Good lord, what an absolute disgrace. <laughs> this podcast is a disgrace, I'll tell you that much. Shout out to uh, South Island Pico. <laughs> we want to be in the better late than never business. And I'm like, all right, I want to be in the meat pie business. Let's make a baby of content. That's what we're doing right now. Welcome, South Island Pico. <laughs> hey, boss, Scott here. Uh, up, Scott? Just wondering, just got two words for you. Chikrin or Carlson. I guess that's three, but uh, what do you want? What do you think? Let me know. Bye. Scott, this is a great question. It's kind of like a uh, one's more realistic, one's just better. I'm going to put it that way. So Eric Carlson is by far the better player of the two. However, he is getting paid on paid, man. He's getting racks on racks on racks. Whereas Jacob Chikrin, he's like three and a quarter, something like that. I'm doing this off dome, so just bear with me. He's just more realistic. They've both got term. They're both quote-unquote offensive defensemen, but it's like you want a Ferrari, and that is Eric Carlson. So when you get a Ferrari, you realize you're going to have to pay for it. That is going to cost you a lot. It is going to cost you a lot, but when you have that fucking Ferrari in your driveway, damn it, are you sexier and are you more talented and are the babes all over you? Come on, I guarantee it, right? On the other hand, you got Chikrin. He is a Toyota. Now, I'm not saying anything wrong about a Toyota. Toyotas are fine vehicles. They're renowned for lasting forever. Actually, you know what? That's a bad example because Chikrin's hurt often. Hmm. What could I say instead? Hmm. He's a Dodge. He's a Dodge. He's a Jeep. He's a Jeep. You can get a lot done with a Jeep. You can get a lot done with a Jeep. You take it in for repairs from time to time. Depends how much bogging you're doing, you know? You'll have a good time with a Jeep. A Jeep. Everybody will enjoy riding around in the Jeep. Everybody will like to look at the Jeep. But when you compare it to the Ferrari sitting across the street, well, it's just not the same fucking car. So to answer the question, who would I prefer? I would almost prefer Chikrin. And the reason I say this is because of the cost of acquisition. If I have the opportunity, going back to my car analogy, to pay $300 a month for a car payment or $400 a month for a car payment, as opposed to like $1,500 for a car payment, Sometimes you need to factor that into your budget. And when it comes to the Oilers' budget, they got no money. I mean, they have money, but they have no cap space. So I think the answer would be Chikrin, because it would cost you less on the cap. It would cost you less to get him. But is he the better player? No, he is not. He is not. Frankly, I would love to have either of them. That's my real answer. Either of them, as opposed to neither of them. How's that? Scott, does that answer the question? I think so. Anonymous, you're up. Hey, Bag Milk, Scott here again. Oh, uh, Scott, hello. Back to back. Just had a question. Uh, I'd love to uh, give you a review. Please. But, uh, or are we going to get a question or a review? I'm ready for both. I'm ready. My dukes are up. Unfortunately, I'm a Garth Brooks super fan. I went to Garth Brooks when he was here. I went to show number eight, I think. I went to one of the last shows. I don't know if it was the last one or the second to last one. But I like Garth Brooks. He's got jams, man. In fact, one thing I would say about that concert that I went to at Rogers Place, shout out to the Garth Brooks banner, bro. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody control a crowd that well. 
everybody was just kind of in the palm of Garth's hand, and he could just like he could have been like bag milk hey you up there in the stands i didn't have good seats you there upstairs in the stands give me your shirt and i would have been like okay garth you put on a great show man i had a great time at garth brooks and garth brooks is only featured on amazon music amazon music <laughs> why is that <laughs> wait a minute amazon has music i have an amazon prime membership i didn't even know that should i be listening to garth brooks on amazon music maybe i might now does not let me give you a review which sucks also, another thing I'm not sure if you didn't know about was that none of the the other nation, Oilers Nation podcasts are available on Amazon Prime, just yours. Uh, I did not know that. We are going to fix that ASAP fucking Rocky. Thank you for that note. I did not know that. Uh, maybe something you guys could look into to expand a little bit, but uh, I don't see myself shifting from Amazon Prime or Amazon Music, or whatever the hell it's called. But, uh, yeah, I can't get any of your guys' other content. Scott, that is a big problem. Thank you for that note. I'm actually writing down this note as I'm talking here. No Nation podcast on Amazon Prime outside of my own. I wonder if I link that. I don't remember. How did I get myself on Amazon Prime? Anyway, we'll figure that out. Scott, that is a great note. If you ever see any of that kind of stuff, please send it my way. We will fix this, or at least try to. Next up, this says Donkey Surveyor Felton. Sam, is this you? So, Mm -hmm. fucking Oscar. I mean, Donkey Bolly. Challenge me to... No real names here, friends. No real names here. This is a government-free zone. The man's not welcome to listen to this podcast unless they got, you know, unless you give me a review. Challenge on Twitter that um, he was basically saying, sucked in, I sneezed in my voicemail this week. So like, <laughs> haha, cop that, beat that. So you know what I did? I just recorded a, a video of me snorting black pepper. And I'm like, well... I'll sneeze the house down. Can I get the? Can I get that video? Where do I find this video? I want to see you snort black pepper. I'll I'll fucking play the audio right here. Just send that to me. I want that stuff. You dick. Fuck you, donkey volley. <laughs> Trying to win the voicemail. <laughs> well, Sam, donkey volley left two bangers today, including whatever the fuck that one was. But like, yeah, he he might have peed on this podcast again. I can't confirm that. It might have been a tap, or he could have been peeing. What are you going to do now, Sam? Please don't pee. And you know what? I didn't sneeze once. All it made me do was have a real runny nose and a taste of generic black pepper that I can't get out of my system, which is fine. But, like, I like to taste black pepper on my mouth, not my nose. So now, like, I don't know, I guess I'm going to spend the next 45 minutes with a and runny nose that tastes like pepper. <laughs> but also, and more importantly, I'm going to spend <laughs> the next you know, several years of shame because I couldn't beat Donkey Volley in a fucking sneeze contest. <laughs> better late than never. Play La Bamba, motherfucker. Play La Bamba, baby. I love, I love what goes on in the voicemail. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I love this. South Island Pico, you came into a beauty segment. You could have had the news if you wanted. 
You could have had, uh, I don't know, you could have had something else. I could have made up a different segment for you. Podcast confessions, as an example. <laughs> but no, you got the voicemail. <laughs> this one just says part one. Hey, Peggy Milk. So I'm listening to ONR right now. When that trade you guys talked about from Stoffer. About- what was it again? It was the Carlson trade that Stoffer floated, but I don't remember what it was. It was like basically you had to sell the farm to get Eric Carlson. And we all said no. Um, Eric Carlson. I think it's too much, and I just don't think it'll work. And I think trading Barry is a mistake. So I've got an alternate proposal. Let's do and it. And we'd actually have to make two trades in this scenario. Let's get it. It kind of has to go like this to work. Anyway, fortunately, I'm a GM in the National Hockey League, and I can approve this or disapprove of it as necessary. Okay, so here we go. Trading Evan Bouchard, Cody Cece, Warren Fogle, Reed Schaefer, a first, and then maybe a second or a third if they want an extra pick for us to acquire a certain player on the other side. Now, before I go into... That is a heavy price so far. So we had Bouchard... A first, and there's a bunch of pieces in there. Man, you're you're selling the farm. What are we getting back? Is this just Eric Carlson? But San Jose is going to get back because it's not just Eric Carlson. Um, I just want to explain that I Bouchard, I love Dad. Dad is part of the solution, mm-hmm. but it could be potentially useful to get Eric Carlson in a trade like this. Maybe it could be potentially sorry to use him in a trade to get Eric Carlson. CC is for money reasons, and you'll oh, yeah, see CC. why when you see who's coming back on the other side. And then obviously Fogel, <laughs> and then Schaefer, the first, and Bouchard are those three first-round picks. Um, and then coming back to Edmonton would be Eric Carlson mm-hmm. at four million five hundred, so four point five mil retained, and Matt Benning, former Oiler Matt Benning, Matt Benning, and forward Jonah Gadjevich. I'll get into this in my second voicemail. We've got a, a two-part trade breakdown coming in here. So far, I'm thinking that the Oilers are giving a lot, and there's uh, Inspector Gadget was also part of the return. I don't know. I've never heard of this person before. So part two, let's go with the details. Now picking up right where I left off. Um, so I said that San Jose would be given back Matt Benning, former Oiler, mm-hmm. Jonah Gadjevich, and Eric Carlson. Uh, there's Inspector Gadget right there, Jonah Gadjevich who I assume is a real person. And at $4.5 million retained. Obviously, we know Carlson is. Matt Benning plays a quite similar game to Cody Cece. Ish. Benning was solid on the third pairing. Cody Cece, arguably, in my opinion, plays too many minutes. Provides maybe a tad bit more offense. Maybe a tad, maybe he's a tad bit better defensively. And... He's a known entity, and he is very good price at $1.25 million for the next four years, which is why it may cost like a, a second-round pick to get him in the deal. And then the forward, Jonah Gadjevich, is a winger, depth winger, bottom sixer. Um, he hits a lot. He just could be a useful player. He doesn't have to play every night. It's just to offset kind of the cost of giving up Fogel. Now in the second trade, we... Fogel also doesn't play every night. Hoyo! We need you, Warren. We need you, pal. You have to send out Yessi as well, and I've got him going to the New York Rangers in exchange for forward Vitaly Kravtsov. And I've looked this up. This will- That's not a real name. Vitaly Kravtsov? That's not a real person, is it? Make the money work. Uh, for both sides, actually. For the Rangers as well, it works. 
Um, the Rangers have kind of talked about Kratzov trading, get it, trading Kratzov. He's requested a trade. Um, he's a young guy. I think he could be like a similar player to, to Costin that we could uh, acquire. He's big. He hits. Um, and I think it could work out. He's a right winger. And so, yeah, that's my proposal. Let me know what you think. I mean, I like the work that you put into this. You've looped a bunch of teams in this trade. Now, the problem I have with it is the Oilers are setting out a lot of pieces in terms of bodies. And we're going we're gonna to have some holes here with your trade. Now, that said, we still get the best player in any of this trade in Eric Carlson, so I like it for that reason. But I don't know. That's why This just kind of goes in line with this exact trade proposal goes in line with my thought that it's, just, it's not going to happen with Eric Carlson. At least I don't think so because he's just he's going to cost a ton to get. And like you did in this exercise, you're like, all right, well, I got to make the math work. Got to get San Jose to retain some salary. They got to make sure this happens for four, four years. Like when I think of this trade for Eric Carlson, I think about it from Mike Greer's perspective. He's the GM of the San Jose Sharks. And he goes, all right, Edmonton's going to give me all this shit, but I'm still going to have to pay Eric Carlson 4 million bucks for four years. I don't think I want to do it. From an Oilers perspective, it was like I said off the jump. Are you getting Eric Carlson, the one that we're seeing this year for the next four years, or were you going to get the one from last year, the one that they couldn't give away for the next four years? That's what makes me nervous about giving a bunch of pieces up for Eric Carlson, and that's why in Scott's scenario a couple of calls earlier, I said I might actually prefer Chickren just because the cost of acquisition would be a lot lower. You know, the the other part of this is I'm not smart enough to know this shit. Like, if Tyler was on this podcast right now, I would just be staring at Tyler and being like, is this a good idea, Tyler? I don't even know most of the names on this idea. So the thing I want to say is I respect you for putting this together. I respect you for putting the math together. I respect your knowledge of other teams' prospects and problems to the point where you're throwing names at me that I think are just fake names from a Pokemon game. That's all I'm saying, you know? I played Double Dragon when I was a little kid, and I'm pretty sure some of the names you threw at me were from one of the first Double Dragon games. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Chris Walkling, you're up next. Let's wrap up the voicemail for my friends at South Island Pico. Hey, BM. I was listening to the Oilers Nation radio podcast earlier today at work. It is a fine podcast that I am also the host of. And the topic came up of whether people like the word associations part of the podcast. On <laughs> So... If you don't listen to Owen Radio, you probably do because chances are if you listen to this, you listen to that. Word association, if you don't know, is Tyler's bit on Tuesday that he came up with that I'm never going to let die because it is so poorly executed on a weekly basis that it now just makes me laugh. Now it's a bit. Now the bit is how shitty that segment is. So I'm very excited to hear a review about word association because I love them. Tyler literally spends six seconds prepping that segment and it shows. And that's why I love it. Tuesdays, I can't speak for everyone, but at least for me, it's honestly pretty fun. The just lack of care and effort put into it <laughs> makes it more worth it and more fun. And if the day ever comes where I'm listening to a Tuesday episode happily at my lab bench and the episode just ends with no word association, it just stops, I will be left to look with a thousand yard stare into oblivion, mm-hmm. knowing my favorite heart has been gutted and my heart will break a bit and a single tear will roll down my cheek. <laughs>
Oilers. I understand. I understand the heartbreak here. You know, as I mentioned, Tyler puts literally seconds into that bit and uh, we're never going to let it die. No matter how much he wants it to die, if there's one thing I can do, it's carry on a shtick for way too long. (laughs) Getting him to keep doing word association, even though he really has no interest in doing word association, that is absolutely something that's going to happen. And that's how we wrap up the South Island Pie Co. voicemail. Again, if you want to score some meat pies, and I promise you do, check on out check out southislandpie.ca, southislandpie.ca, or get some delivered to your door at uprootfoodstore.ca. You got two options, southislandpie.ca. I remember seeing them at farmer's markets originally. That was my first experience with South Island Pie Co. But you can get it delivered. Again, uprootfoodstore.ca. And there you have it, friends. There you have it. Another episode of Better Late Than Never in the books. It's an excellent podcast. I encourage you to tell all your friends about it. I didn't do a question of the week this week, Ben. Don't hate me. I forgot. But it was another successful round of the voicemail. Anyway, we passed an hour. That's what we needed. We needed an hour in this podcast. So things to remember. One, 4-2 win for the Oilers coming up. Two, Oilers Nation's 15th anniversary party. Tickets are going to go on sale tomorrow. That is February the 16th. I'm going to have an article up at some point tomorrow recapping kind of the festivities, the day, what we got going on, the prizes, the sponsors, the blah, 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 all of it. And uh, lastly, I just want to say thank you again to South Island Pico for joining the podcast as a sponsor of The Voicemail. And I want to encourage you one last time to go check out SticksTogetherFoundation.com for the Cattail Crossing Blades of Steel Pond Hockey Tournament. Get on out there. Get on out there. Also, our title sponsor, theaudiodepartment.ca. We love you. We love you very much. Please make sure to bet responsibly with our friends at Betway. And until then, I will talk to you next week. Let's go, Oilers. Maybe we'll have an emergency episode of the podcast coming with something actually happening that's more exciting than nothing. Right? Dare to dream. Dare to dream. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 